We were, I was trying a new audio setup. So thanks, guys. I'm Jenna. I'm Beth. <laughs> we're here now. Okay, Beth. I was looking over as we started. What yeah. Beth was starting to say is Beth hung up some new art, so she's going to show it yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So I received this as a gift uh, from the Diocese of Phoenix. I'm pretty sure it was for my 10-year anniversary. Why is it so beautiful? I, I, it is very moving. Every time I look at it, this is such an icon. Every time I look at it, I see something new. Here's the thing. It was this color, which doesn't seem on camera. What was that color? As, you have to tell the people. What would you call that? What was that color? You're saying the, the trim? Yeah, 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 exactly. The whole icon was this, like, it's very bright. The red it is so much better. It's it crazy. doesn't, this is the, this red is the traditional icon matting color so anyway i never knew there was traditional icon i honestly wanted to get rid of color. it because it didn't go with an yeah sure like look at this one look at icons are usually this like earthy red you know why is she upside down this is brighter who is she that's saint fotini patron uh, the woman at the well okay guys what so i know why is megan she gave so her sweet? to me megan when did you get her megan gave her to me a megan, long time ago this is the greatest yeah. Well, where has it been? Uh, I didn't have anywhere to put it. I wanted to I'm put it with this. I'm obsessed with her. Can, can she be our little patron? She can. Here? I'm gonna. I'm. Ha I'm making a moment on this wall She's here. She's making an icon wall. I am. Yeah. So anyway, I go. I want to get rid of this icon because the blue goes. It doesn't go in my house. It doesn't go in my office. It is not the vibe. I'm like, it's fine. No, it's amazing. The like icon was like peeling. It just wasn't good. And I happen to be at Home Depot. Trying to pick a, a color for this. And I'm talking to my friend Emily. She called me very randomly. We just like Holy Spirit connected at that time. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm picking a paint color for this icon. She yeah. said, hey, my mom's an iconographer. Send me the color. So I take a picture at Home Depot, which color. And her mom says, just tell her to send it to me. I'll fix it. I sent it in the mail. She sanded it repainted it expertly because she's an iconographer sealed the image and sent it back to me so now it's hanging in my office so sweet anyway YouTube that was a long story let us know if you can hear us mike they couldn't hear us at the beginning but then i plugged in a mic <sighs> just want to make sure you can hear us on the tube um anyway now it's an icon wall i love that soon to be do you guys have a favorite icon i'd love to know what your favorite icon is there's one you want that you've never seen. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. guys have ever seen um, the healing of the paralytic. So, is that the one you're talking about? Sure. You were talking about something else. This is for Mike. This is Mike's favorite gospel. Um, so, like, I don't know, like a roof, roof being broken open or people carrying their friend in. I'm yeah. looking for that icon. Yeah. If you guys know of one. I am looking Thanks, for Talitha Coom for Jenna. Oh, I'm not since, looking for that. Since we're now choosing icons for other people. But I am obsessed with that one on your wall. It's nice, it's right? It's amazing. Yeah, so I was thinking St. Fotini could I love go here. Her. But then I need a third. There needs to be something else. You guys. You know what I mean? Do you guys like... Yeah. I love the Trinity stuff. That's a really good idea. Stuff, that is the icon that I want that I can't find. It's the I have Trinity? a holy card of it on my dashboard in my car. Let's it's make my it. favorite one. Yeah. Let's make it, BD. Okay. Great. What do you think? Mike has a person, I think. 
I think it's Emily Rolf's mom because I told him about oh, Emily Rolf's mom. Here we go. Yeah. Emily? Emily? <laughs> I don't are think you you're here. here. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about today? Today, Jetta, what I read on the thumbnail is that we're talking <laughs> about the myth of balance. Yeah. Actually, did you say something else? I feel like there were two things. There's like a YouTube title and a thumbnail. There were two things promised in this conversation. Shoot. That's okay. Beth, tell us what you think about balance. Well, I think it's a myth. Okay. The myth of balancing all the things and what the alternative is. I love this. I love this. Um, What do you guys think about balance? Do you feel like your life is balanced? Yeah. Do you feel like work and family and friends and prayer Mm -hmm. are all like in balance? Mm -hmm. What is that experience like? Mm -hmm. Frankie, what a joy. Renee said no. Yeah. But you're trying every day. Nope, but trying every day. Wow. I. Not even close, Clara said. I have a lot of thoughts, but mostly feelings about okay. this topic. And Let's so I'm just it. trying to crystallize some of these feelings that I have about balance. Yeah. You know, when I came back from sabbatical, I felt like one of the great gifts of that time away was that the Lord gave me back some margin, that I was disconnected for long enough, the span of Lent, so almost seven weeks, seven weeks. And I was able to kind of calm down, like my central nervous system. Yeah, Yeah, kind of um, disengaged from this pace, this relentless pace of life that I think many of us live in or with. And then I came back and suddenly I had some space. And with that space, I had the mental energy and the emotional... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Capacity. Sure. I was going to say like strength. Yeah. I was stable enough to actually. Bandwidth. Now I want to tell you something else. I, I, I feel like I finally like in therapy was able to start dealing with some things to grieve some things because like my life had settled. I was able to start looking at my health and like make bigger lifestyle changes with that space. But it's impossible to do that, to hold all of these things in balance, to have lots of balls in the air all of the time. What had to happen is that certain things had to go back in order for me to prioritize the most important thing. I'm reading a book right now called Essentialism, and there's a chapter on sleep. And I am tempted to make this entire, I almost said Teachable Tuesday, Q&A about sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Okay. But he uses this like phrase again and again in the chapter when talking about sleep. Mm -hmm. He said, you need to protect the asset and you are the asset. Hmm. So I think. This is like protecting the eagle, like the president. Yes, yes. (laughs) Like we need to be almost ruthless in the elimination of things that do not protect the asset, which is our soul, Mm -hmm. our body, our peace, our health, our family, right? Like the the most important thing, according to the Lord, is is us. The immeasurable value of 
the human soul. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm saying a lot of things, but initial thoughts. That's my initial thoughts. That's me putting my my first bet down. Thanks, Petey. Yeah. Um, okay, we got some comments. Always struggling for balance. Catherine said, I think something is always suffering when I finally get on top of something else. Mm. Amanda said, unbalanced. What day is it? What's on the agenda? Started using a calendar app and still missing things. Same goes for a spiritual life. Yep. Um, how do you prioritize, Karina said. Love that, they Karina. They all feel so important. Sydney, I loved this. Work, prayer, and parenthood feel currently somewhat balanced but not rest or fun. I need more rest and fun. Well, I think we only <laughs> know what to give our attention to. I'm not going to use the word prioritize for a reason, and I'll explain in a moment. Okay. But I think we only know what to pay attention to in relationship with the Lord. So it's not I like... I need you to repeat that. We only know what to pay attention to when we're in relationship with the Lord. So it wasn't I don't, even... I think we can turn this off. You're done. You need to say it one more time. <laughs> we only know what to pay attention to, what to prioritize when we're in relationship with the Lord. Because you might feel like the thing that needs your attention, that is dire, is your parenthood. But when you come to the Lord burdened, anxious, upset, feeling like a failure, he's going to say to you, you need to take a nap. That's actually the priority is you're not getting enough sleep. But you're like, but my child, I need to be this. This is the fire, right? And I think so many of us live prioritizing the fire instead of prioritizing the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I just think when I finally prioritized (laughs) and priority I think like the actual definition of it is like a one thing. Here we go. So it's really funny when we try to prioritize things and it's like five things on the list and it's like, what's the priority? What is the main thing? Yep. Um, When I actually put God first in my life and that is sacrificing other things. Yes. That is sacrificing... um, time when I'm working on my computer that is sacrificing time on my phone when I want to scroll that is sacrificing um even for me it was like sacrificing and this might be controversial going on a walk versus like prioritizing my prayer time Mm -hmm. like if I only have 30 minutes in a day 20 minutes in a day am I going like I know that this needs to come first and I know we've been told this our entire lives. Mm. When you prioritize God, everything else falls into place. But, like, have you tried that? <laughs> totally. Like, I actually tried it. And then it was like, oh, here's a 20 minutes for me to go on a walk. Here's a 20 minutes for me to read a book. And yeah. I never had time to read a book before or made the time. Yeah. Like, when we actually... And I think this goes for a lot of things in the teachings of the church, in our faith. When we actually stop letting it just be head knowledge mm. and start to do it, yeah, things change and shift and move in our lives. And I have a living testimony mm-hmm. of that happening. Um, and I want you to be a living testimony of that happening in your families and in your friendships. Like, what if we all just prayed? Like that. Yeah. 
Okay, couple things. Yes. Couple things yes. that I love about what you said. Praise have the we Lord, talked no. about this priority word thing? No. You haven't heard me talk about this. I just shared I it with so. some well alumni yesterday. That for the first 500 years after the introduction of the word priority into the English language, okay. it was singular okay. for 500 years. Only in recent history did we think that we could change the definition of a word from singular to make it plural. There is a myth that you can have multiple priorities. And so... Never heard you say that. This is great. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, I mean, this is like... This is fact. This is history. This is science. Priority is singular. There is need of only one thing, says the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the better part and it won't be taken from her. There is need of only one thing. The priority is Jesus Christ. What's beautiful is that he prioritizes you, your health, your holiness. So when you make him the one thing, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. When he is the priority, not one among many priorities, which is a fallacy. There's no such thing as multiple priorities. Because when multiple things are a priority, nothing is a priority. When Jesus alone is the priority, everything flows from that. He will reorder, right order, give you time, eliminate things that we think are essential, that actually are trivial, that actually don't lead us to this highest, greatest good, the place of our greatest contribution, if you will. It's a lot of essentialism talk. That's the book I'm reading. Essentialism, for those asking. Yeah, so I asked the Lord. I said, what's essential for me? Uh, and I wasn't talking about work. I was talking about my life. Okay. Like, And I was thinking specifically about my schedule. And I kind of thought he was going to say, like, my night routine, you know, because I've been there and that really sets me up for success the whole rest of the day. But the Lord was even simpler than that. Okay. And I've been kind of, I'm grateful for this conversation because I've actually been kind of pushing against this and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. I'm still in the priorities mindset. And he's like, there is need of only one thing. Yeah. And when I asked him, what is essential for me every single day? What is my essential one thing? He said, daily mass. Nothing else matters. That is the one thing from which all grace will flow. If I can get that one thing right, one thing straight, everything else is cake. Everything else is icing. In fact, this is the one thing. I'm prioritizing my union with Jesus, the bridegroom, receiving him in Holy Communion. Truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. What else is there? Is there any other essential? I mean, that's my essential. Do you know what I mean? But when I asked him, he didn't give me some intense, um, long list of things to do. He didn't make it hard. He actually told me something I'm already doing, but I'm now comporting myself, right? I'm behaving in a way that says this is the priority. I'm thinking all the time about when I'm going to mass, what time I'm getting to mass. Do I have things with me that help me enter into mass? I'm leaving my phone in the car for mass. So I'm paying more attention to the most important thing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The essential thing was already there, but I wasn't treating it. I'm not treating it like it is the essential thing, the one thing. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Liana said, I don't strive for balance, but rather priorities. Yes. And the remainder is surrendered to the Lord. Then she said, the priority is prayer. Yes. Without prayer, at least for me, everything is chaotic. Everything really does fall into place without prayer. Yes. But we have been told this forever. Why don't we do it? Yeah. So Mike gave, uh, Jenna's husband, Mike, gave a talk um, at a worship Eucharistic Adoration Young Adult Night called The Well Ministry. In in Arizona. Yeah, and Steph yeah. runs that. It's her family's ministry. And he said a couple of times, like, we know what to do. Mm-hmm. We just aren't doing it. Yeah. We know that, that prayer is the one thing. We understand that Jesus is essential. On some level, we intellectually assent and agree. Yeah, this is the one thing. But our life is not actually lining up because we're busy trying to balance and ask the Lord to bless all of the balls in the air. <laughs> He's like, let them all fall. Yes. Just this one thing. Yes. You and me, pal. Yep. You and me, beloved. It's just us. I'm yours and you are mine. That's the one thing. Okay. Liana answered, why don't we do this? And I want Beth to say the answer. Distraction. Beth, do you remember what I asked you? No. To give a talk about being distracted? <laughs> Jenna, how many times can you bring this up on a Guys, Q&A? How, how many years after Beth didn't do what I asked, Here should I let it go? <laughs> Here's the thing. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you messy. something. I love I'm what still, Beth did that day. I'm it was still not going to talk about distraction in prayer. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I want to talk about the beauty of prayer. I know. I want you to fall in love with the beauty. But there of is prayer. a reality of distraction, which we have talked about previously. Our phones. Yeah, put your phone away. <laughs> Again, we know it. When 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 prayer is the highest value, when it is the living okay. water. When I've experienced that my whole life changes and my schedule falls into place and I'm a more peaceful, joyful, hopeful person, like what is your phone? Ask the Lord to set you free from that that attachment. I, that's, I'm literally praying that prayer. Jesus, set me free from the attachment to my phone. It's not a distraction. I am, I'm not trying to sound dramatic. I'm just gonna tell you honestly, my journey with the Lord. I am like yeah. demonically attached to my phone. Yes. There, there is a spirit there that is stronger than me. I, I am enslaved to my phone. I am. It's insane that I think I can't do life without my phone when I did life for less than half of my life a long time ago <laughs> without a phone, you know? And if you're like, oh, maps, my kids, my working, I don't know what it is for you. Like, just pause. Like, what is, what is that resistance? And then step back objectively and say, that's interesting. I don't think it's actually even possible for me to go without my phone for one hour, 30 minutes while I pray. I, I actually feel very anxious thinking about turning off my phone for 30 minutes of daily mass. I, that sounds like a silly thing, but, and maybe it's just me. It's not. Great. Yeah, so... In regards to your question, Frankie, how do I do this as a mom? All of you moms that Mm. have, um, like, prayer routines, if you wouldn't mind just typing it out in the comment box, too. Like, what what time do you pray? 
Um, for me, it was setting my eyes on the Lord and saying, what is that gospel? I have set my eyes. Not that one. But Lord Jesus resolutely, resolutely determined. he was resolutely determined yep. to go to Jerusalem. And so I've decided, I was inspired actually by yes. the Holy Spirit yes. um, and given the grace to hear that word, that phrase of being resolutely determined. And so since then, which was probably nine months ago, maybe six months ago, I've been resolutely determined to pray every single day and to put the Lord first. It's more than a year. But okay. More than a year ago. Yeah. I'll go back on Q&A. We'll see. Um, anyway, so that has changed sometimes, but for the most part right now, I have a flow in my prayer time. Um, and children are a distraction. Family is a distraction. Sure. That is a real thing. Sure. So I actually just was talking to my spiritual director last week and saying, you know, this isn't working for me to be around the kids in the morning when I'm having my set-aside prayer time. And um, it just so happened that one time um, the kids were fine downstairs. I have my bedrooms upstairs. And I just decided to read my Magnificat in my bed mm. or upstairs in my bedroom instead of going downstairs, making my coffee, and yep. sitting down with my prayer stuff, which I am available and accessible, and they see me. Even when they're playing with other things, they see me, and they want to talk to me, and mm -hmm. they want to ask for things, and they want to show me their toys, and they want to ask me to play with them. And so it just so happened, by God's will, his grace, that I did my prayer time one time upstairs by myself where no one else was around. And they left me alone for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I was mm. like, this is interesting. Anyway, I shared it with my spiritual director. And she was like, well, <laughs> she like stated the obvious and I didn't even realize it. Wow. She was like, do you want to, why don't you try that again? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that being an option, that I wouldn't go downstairs and make my coffee. Like it had been this yeah. like whole really beautiful yeah. routine that I had with the Lord, but it needed an adjustment. Yes. And, uh, Again, like it's all just his grace. It's all his invitation that I get to respond to. But I'm I'm hearing him and I'm responding to him because I have a relationship with him. Uh -huh. Because I've been resolutely determined to be in a relationship with him and to tell him everything. And to uh, sit down in my prayer time and say, hey, I don't know what to do about this kid um, in my family. I don't know what to do about this situation in my family. I don't know. I'm struggling in this friendship. Yeah. Um, Lord, like where are you? Make me holy. Um, Lord, this is a vice of mine. Like, yep. help me grow in virtue. I'm saying all these things to the Lord every single day in prayer. I have a relationship with him, and I'm reading him, his words in scripture, and I'm reading uh, about him in divine intimacy. I'm, I'm leaning into prayer every single day. Um, so that's really my answer. I, I've been resolutely determined to spend time with him every single morning for a year. So many things, Jenna, so many things. <laughs> Just praise God for that grace. I remember that gospel. I remember that yeah. Sunday. I remember that homily from Monsignor Peter Bowie, vicar for priests in the Diocese of Phoenix. Um, are, you decided, what you resolutely determined was that prayer would be the one thing. Yes. That it was your non-negotiable. And I had an image as you were talking, mm -hmm. and maybe it's because of that cute thumbnail you made. 
but mm-hmm. of a little kid. And you know when little kids are like carrying too many too things. Many things? Um, like, and I was imagining balls. Yes. Like, they've got a basketball, they've got a volleyball, they've got a tennis ball. Well, the golf balls are little, so they can get some <laughs> golf balls on there. But they, like, can't, they're dropping balls all over the place. But if you just gave that precious little one one ball, yeah, they would be happy for hours. Mm-hmm. They would be present to the one ball, to the one person they're playing ball with. They would be happy with the one ball. And that's what happens when we prioritize singularly the Lord. He will give you solutions and ideas and peace for everything else in your life. Along those lines, my three-year-old son, he like wants to carry all of his trains to another room. So he like puts all of his trains in his thing and he's like, and he just starts crying. He's like, "Uh, I can't get them all. Like, he's like so upset. I'm like, yeah, dude, don't take all of them or take two trips. Like, you don't need to get all of them. Yeah. Anyway, but that's us. We're like, <laughs> I just, I can't hold This everything. is literally me just packing up to come to work every single day. Multiple bags. <laughs> I've got an apple and yeah. an orange and my charger and two kinds of water bottles. We're all just weeping inside. And then We're my just coffee dying. And my sunglasses. <laughs> Where's my keys? <laughs> I want to take out the trash. That's literally me all totally. the time. Caring too much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just one thing, BD. Just the one thing. There is need of only one thing. The one thing is Jesus. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. So, the, I mean, this is this was a very tricky, this was a sneaky Q&A, because we're not talking about balance. Balance isn't real. There is need of only one thing, and that one thing is Jesus. And mm-hmm. I would encourage you, because that can sound abstract, sort of nebulous, like I'm assenting to this value of like Jesus being first place. But if that first place priority of Jesus Christ doesn't change every other aspect and dimension of your life, he's not first. So you've got to get very specific. So for me, when I asked the Lord what is essential, it wasn't I'm essential. You and me, uh, this is the essential. He said daily mass. He's very practical. The Lord is exceedingly practical. He will tell you exactly how to prioritize him if he's the priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karina said, how do you know you're doing enough in your relationship with Jesus? Mm. Well, Karina, I'm, I just think there's no such thing. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. it's not per- performance-based. Mm. He's not like, wow, I wish you'd give me more. I wish you'd be more present. Uh, we had that time together, but you didn't really pray the rosary or I, I don't, it's just not, it, that question doesn't even sync up to me with the heart of the Lord, you know? Mm. It's the quality of, of the relationship. He just wants to make eye contact with you. Totally. That's it. Uh, also, when I was thinking about balance and the thumbnail and the title, I was thinking like, do we think of prayer as one thing mm. that we're juggling? A do a is, thing that we're doing. Yeah, is prayer yeah. one thing we're putting into our hands as well as work, as well as our phone, as yes. well as our laptop, as well as our responsibilities? Is prayer one of those? And if we're like, f- things are just falling out of our hands, is prayer falling out? Mm. Is prayer one of those sure. that's just falling totally. out? Because it's it's just one of many. And I think ultimately what I wanted our thesis of this entire thing to be was that prayer is that one thing, that that the relationship with the Lord, that the singularity, the precision mm-hmm. of a life lived 
just for him. Um, that that's the only thing that we're holding. So it's not balancing everything. <laughs> he will put everything together as he wills, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that I think is really beautiful to realize and that that he's purified in me is there's so much that I grew up with where I thought like that doing everything for everyone else and doing all of the things and saying yes to everything was living a virtuous and good mm-hmm. life. Yes. Is like living a life that's full where I'm at family parties every weekend and I'm going to all of the events and I'm saying yes to every single one of my children playing sports. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the loving thing to do. Yeah. To be at the service of the other person. Yes. To the detriment of your own life sanity. Yes. Yeah. And I've realized coming under the yoke of Jesus, mm. under his will, wanting to be docile and, and humbly saying, God, I don't have the answers. And maybe how I grew up is is not actually the way to live a full life. But what is a full life in your eyes, Lord? Yeah, well. And that's been a slowing down. That's been a, a letting a ball go mm-hmm. that I never even thought was possible to let go yep. of. It's saying no to something that I didn't even know was possible to say no to. And to live in a freedom to fly with Jesus, yes, with my family, to have a nuclear, beautiful, incredible prayer life with my family too, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. every single night my children know we pray the rosary every single day at 6.30, no matter if there's a friend over, no matter if we're in California, no matter if we're at camp. Like this is our family culture. This is our family priority because we've let other balls sit down Mm -hmm. under the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Catherine, I want to talk about your comment. Having to relearn that lesson and break the guilt that comes from saying no is such a process. Mm. Uh, I just finished reading the chapter in Essentialism (laughs) about learning to gracefully say no. Mm. And, And just the reality that it does take practice to say no, even to things that are good, even to things that you want to do, because you're making space and leaving room for the most important thing. So actually, a full life might actually, in reality, be a life with a lot of free time, space, room, space, not always being on the run. Do you know what one of the, the things that I have noticed in my life causes me the most anxiety? driving just always having to get places and do things and run errands and like I'm always on the go and it's it's very anxiety producing for me first of all because I'm always late because I'm a sanguine and I'm like I can do 10 more things before I leave you know but I there's something about just saying more no's gracefully saying no like actually I would love to and I think this is really important but The one thing that Jesus has called me to is this, is my family. The one thing that Jesus has called me to is this. And and he said that you can say no. This is so fascinating. You can say no and experience immediate discomfort, uh, the immediate discomfort of disappointing someone, or you can say yes and resent and be um, responsible for days or weeks or months. 
Like, that's your choice. You can be uncomfortable right now, risk the displeasure of someone in the moment, or you can actually trade off to say no. Like, you can embrace the discomfort of saying no right now to the family party, you know, whatever. But actually, you're you're gaining respect from those people later. Like, this person is not a doormat. This person knows what they want out of life, and they're actively pursuing that thing. Well, and they won't always get it. Like, people Amen. won't understand why Amen. you're saying no. Yeah. And might be hurt by it. Yeah. Um, friends might be hurt by it. Acquaintances. Yeah. Um, but, again, the world is not the gauge of an abundant life. Jesus Christ is the gauge of that. And he's the one that we are called to listen to and to be docile to. Um, so I just want to encourage you if it's like, well, that's not realistic. Like my family circumstances, that's not realistic. Like we do do everything and it's yeah. just not possible to stop doing something. I, I just want to challenge you yeah. to really ask the Lord about that and to sit with him and say like, is there something you want to prune away in my life? Yeah. Um, what balls, Lord, do you want me to set down? Mm-hmm. Um. Sydney asked about how do you feel about extracurriculars for kids? We mm-hmm. homeschool, so I feel like, you know, we should let our kids do things. So Socializing. They can be with friends. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I think that's just each family's yeah. uh, discernment. I just would highly recommend chatting with your husband about it. I think um, it's really interesting to me because I feel so burdened for my kids to do things and like to be fair and that each kid gets the opportunity to do things. But when I sit down and try to, like, map out, okay, what does it look like to have five children doing an activity mm-hmm. uh, weekly? It's, it's a very fast-paced life. And I know that Mike and my value, Mike and my family culture is not to be a fast-paced, frantic life. Yep. Our family culture, what we want for our family is a slow pace, having dinner together and praying the rosary together. Like, and I'll forget that because like everything in me, I love sports, I love extracurricular things. That's just like, I love them. But he reminds me and I remind him when we forget, that's not the family culture that we want. Granted, are my kids not gonna be the best athletes (laughs) going into high school or college and that's like a painful thing to me to have to let go of because I love the pursuit of excellence especially when it comes to sports um way more than I feel pursuit of excellence in school (laughs) that's like my own thing um but it's it's saying like lord I know you're calling my family to this can I just yeah it's like a sacrifice Totally. I just, that's what I want to stress. Like, because I know you and I like can read you and also I know more. Like, this is a very tender thing. Totally. And the Lord is purifying and healing things in you, reordering things in you. For sure. As he's directing you as a parent. Mm -hmm. It's like about your heart too. Mm -hmm. It's not just making these like hard and fast rules and then we're like this rigid whatever. It requires sacrifice of things that we love and value if we're asking the Lord to determine the values in our life. Yes. It, it is a take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't want to, I know we've been, at least for me, I can get kind of worked up and amped about these things, but it, it is a sacrifice. It is a struggle. But the only place it makes sense is an intimate relationship being directed by the Lord. Because then you trust him, you trust his voice, you hear the gentleness and um, the tenderness of his tone inviting you to set some of those balls down and just look at him and play with him and be with him Mm -hmm. and be with your kids, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Wow. Catherine said, I grew up in a slow paced family and I didn't always understand it at the time, but I'm so thankful for it now. Hoping to have that with my family as my kids grow. Catherine, I just feel like that's so rare. Wow. Praise God. That's crazy, Catherine. Thank you. Sydney said, that's what we want, the slow and quiet. How do we stop after they've been in it so long? Maybe mm. like a year off. Let's see how it goes. That is very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I didn't have an answer to your question, but then I feel like you answered your own question. Totally. Because I don't <laughs> think that we thought sabbatical was possible. Yes. Agreed. And, and then we did it. Yeah. And for me, that changed. That radically changed things. I, yes. I've reflected a couple of times, um, maybe I don't think here, just in like conversations with friends, how before at the pace that we were going – the weekend was never enough time. I could barely start to relax. And then it was time to like ramp up for the rest of the week. Yeah. And now I like, I like live for the weekend. I just, not because I don't love and enjoy what I do, but because the weekend is like very free. And even if I'm running errands, I'm doing it with like more joy and energy because I took a significant break and reset. So I wonder if you might've just answered your own question. You know? Yeah. But talk to the Lord. We don't have to come up with a solution. He's so creative. He'll, wow. I guarantee he'll surprise you with what he says. You know? You guys are the best. I just love you. Kendall said, what about Catholic extracurriculars? I'm praying about starting Little Flower Girls Group at my parish. I love what Beth just said. Yeah. yeah. Ask the Lord. He's not saying don't do anything. Yeah. He's saying. He might be. Do the things that I invite you to do. You know? Yes. But I do think his way, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yes. It's not, you know. I think we ha- we all have a bit more people-pleasing in us than we want to admit. We don't want to let people down. We do think th- there are so many good opportunities, Catholic opportunities, faith opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we just have to ask him. And, you know, can we go back to something when you were talking about uh, spiritual direction and having prayer in your bed, that was just a little tweak. I'm mm-hmm. not saying we're, we're not advocating throw the baby out with the bathwater. You actually might already be doing the thing that the Lord wants you to do, but you're also doing a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to say, prioritize this thing with me. You know, I was thinking um, like my own prayer time, I would have like a half hour of mental prayer as like my spiritual direction commitment. And I'm always trying to just figure out when to do that. I like to do it in adoration. Anyway, and some days it's the ball that I drop. But, Mm. like, I'm still going to Mass, you know? I have prayer, but it's like I'm just being real loosey-goosey with my 30 minutes. So I'm in this rhythm. I'll go to 6.30 Mass, and then if I come home and make my coffee or whatever breakfast, shake I'll, um, I'll sit down to do virtual adoration on my phone. But the truth is, it becomes 
10 minutes, 15, because I'm packing up 18 bags and I'm tidying things and I didn't finish doing my hair before masks. I'm always late, you know. <laughs> anyway, the Lord said to me, so simple the other day, he said, have coffee with me in the morning. And I, I just knew when he said it, I knew that he wanted me, again, me, I'm not telling you to do this. He wanted me to get up and have coffee with him and do my prayer before mass. Because it's just not reality. I have months of evidence that show me that a half hour of mental prayer, peacefully with my coffee, 15 minutes before I need to go to work, is not working. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's just a little tweak. Mm-hmm. He may like love and bless what you're doing, but just have you make a little tweak. Yeah. Okay, I don't see. Yeah, what else? Um, Anything? Yeah, Clara said, sometimes mm. kids will surprise you and want the quiet too. Ask them, they may surprise you. Lexi said, Clara, to your message above, yes, the other day my daughter is with a relative and my little one asked her if they could slow down and stop rushing. It's good for everyone. Lexi, what? <laughs> um, Becky on YouTube said, "As a, I'm sorry, Facebook, as a mom, I feel the growing pain of raising my kids differently than I was. I played competitive sports for eight years nonstop and as an adult can see how that didn't serve me the best now. And I'll be very diligent about whether my kids will play competitive. Where is 6.30 Mass? You guys, there's a website called masstimes.org. Yeah, there is. It's amazing. Yeah. I actually use it a lot. And you can look at confession times on there. So yeah. you like put in your address and it tells you all of the mass times around you. Well, it you. tells you a lot. They're, oh. They're not. not all on there. But it tells this, you a lot of This masses. video was sponsored by masstimes.org, but I revoked my sponsorship. <laughs> somebody said to Thanks, me. Anne. Somebody pulled up next to me. I was coming out of mass and she's like, is mass over? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I said, have you seen masstimes.org? She's like, they're not all on there. You got to find the secret masses. And I was like, what? What church were you at that it was a secret? It wasn't secret. That one wasn't secret. Oh. But I said, I think there's some of mass time. She's like, they're not all on there. And then I discovered a secret mass time and I was like, they're not all on there. Well, write into masstimes.org. I think it's something, I don't know. I don't. There's no such thing as a secret mass, by the way. Like all masses, <laughs> all masses are public. Well, like even Newman, Newman centers change. This is the thing with college because college campuses. Yeah. So that I understand. Yeah. But I wonder where the secret mass was. Danielle, this is a pain point for me. Well, I can't find any evening masses, and I love an evening mass. Yeah, LJ. There are six thirty masses at Mount Carmel and Tempe. Six fifteen mass at WellPH in Scottsdale. 6.30 at St. Teresa in Phoenix. I don't know what time St. Anne's is, but I feel like they have a lot. 7 a.m. 7? Yep. St. Anne's and Gilbert? I'm basic. We are your masstimes.org. <laughs> Did you guys ever so watch true. Seinfeld where Kramer was movie know. phone? No. He was movie phone. We could be masstimes.org. <laughs> <laughs> I just want more mass times. You know what I mean? I don't know anything about let me tell you let me tell you what I've found let me tell you what I found 530 okay there's a holy hour 530 at St. Daniel the Prophet 630 evening 530 evening Tuesdays got it Wednesdays 630 evening mass St. Timothy and Mesa Uh, Thursday 615 p.m. p.m. holy hour proceeding it so beautiful at St. Anne's Uh, it's half English half Latin it's a Latin Novus Ordo mass 
Uh, there is also a 6.30 on Thursday. It's in Spanish. I have gone to it at St. Daniel the Prophet. That's the best so I can do for Tuesday, evening So just Tuesday, Wednesday, times. Thursday. Yeah, there evenings. is a Friday St. Margaret in Spanish, but I, that was brutal for me. <laughs> I couldn't. I was, I don't know. That's all I got for evening mass time. <laughs> I haven't found a Monday. During the school year, however, Newman Center has a 5.15, which is everything. 5.15 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. During the school year. <laughs> Jinx. Okay, anything else, Speedy, before we close out? Let's ask the Lord. Jesus? Oh, Caroline said, Beth, I found what helps me driving. I use an app and like to pray a novena while I'm driving. It helps me so much, especially during a challenging time or day. Caroline, you're so sweet. Caroline, but can I tell amazing. you something that's been this word haunting is not the right word. Haunting. Yeah. Lingering. Mm. Maybe more positive. Okay. This thing that that Mary said to me in prayer a couple of weeks ago. You don't always have to be doing something. Yeah. Like I put on I put on I'm listening to an audiobook. I put it on, then I was trying to make a smoothie. I couldn't hear it. Then I'm anxious because I can't hear the audiobook over the smoothie. Like just do one thing at a time. I can make a smoothie in silence. Why do I always have to be maximizing every minute of my life? I could actually just be with the Lord and make a smoothie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think she was trying to temper your anxiety while driving. That I've tried that, but yeah. then I'm just thinking about like, oh, was I, you know what I mean? I just don't have a lot of focus, I think. So I just need to be doing one thing at a time. Like I can't really pray and drive. You just don't I like do driving. Like, That's fine. Yeah. I love driving. Thanks, Jenna. Driving is one of my favorite things Except to do. in Israel. Is <laughs> what? Except in Israel. What's that? You don't like driving. Oh, except in Israel. Yeah. I didn't know what you were saying. Yeah. You have a mini altar in your car? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, Caroline, you're a sweetheart. It, see, it's a personality thing. It's a me thing. Totally. It's a me thing. If I could drive all day, I'd drive all day. I could be a truck driver. I drove driver. all night. That's that um, country. No, how dare you? Do you know who that is? Anybody? 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 Country. You guys. I didn't sing it very well. Sing it again. I can't. Sing it again. No, I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah. No. Is it pop? Celine Dion! Yes! Totally. That did not sound that is like so Celine funny. Dion. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, I know, but ouch. Uh, okay, Anne and Carol on YouTube asked about the daily devotions on YouTube. So we haven't put them on YouTube. They're only on Spotify. Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of work, a lot of effort for something that wasn't getting a lot of listens. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to delegate our work and see, Lord, like, where is it that you, where is essential for us to have the daily devos? And so we're doing just Spotify. Here, can All I, of the places you can listen to the podcast. This is the second time I've wanted to use this analogy. Okay. But I know people are weird when, anyway. Okay. It's the difference between a shotgun and a sniper rifle. Mm. We're just, we're all trying to disperse and, and cover all this ground. That's how a shotgun fires. It's just a spray. Yes. A sniper rifle is like a single shot and you're looking for a long time. You're scoping it out, you're lining it up. I don't even know anything about this, but the little that I know, you're taking a deep breath, yes. you're relaxing your body, and then you're taking one shot, mm -hmm. one shot, instead of this like 
messy, loud, dramatic, distilled kind of activity. Yes. Lynn said, I pray to the Lord about my career path in this life. There are so many things I would like to do as a career, but I Mm -hmm. never stick to one. After years of prayer, I feel like he hasn't revealed his plan for my life. Mm. Lynn, that's very real. I was just with a friend yesterday who was talking about her adult children, Mm -hmm. just like not knowing what they're doing with their lives right now. Um, Just like trying on different hats. Mm-hmm. trying different things, trying different cities, and just like, uh, we don't know what we're doing. So I just want you to know, I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you have friends that are like this, but you're not alone. It can be confusing to be like, Lord, where am, are you planting me? Like, where do you want me to go? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think, I'm not saying this is true for you, Lynn, at all. Okay. But, uh, you know, I walk with a lot of women um, in the well mentorship. And oftentimes our conversation and what they're sharing about in prayer has to do with exteriors. They want to know the plan. Mm. They want to, they want to get answers. They want understanding, but that's actually not the point of prayer. That's not the most important thing to the Lord. It's, it's relationship. It's just connection. So if I could just, you know, I, I want to hold all of that and like reverence the frustration of the not knowing and the needing to know and the being discouraged. But actually, rather than to come to him to ask him to reveal a plan, Mm. just come to him to ask him to reveal himself Mm. to you. And, And those other things, like all of these things will be added unto you. Everything else, like he'll reveal yourself to you. Yes. Just come to him. Don't come to him for a plan. Don't come to him for a grace or a consolation. Come to him for him, mm-hmm. and he'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Sometimes we don't know because, like, it's not time to know. Mm. You know? Yeah. It would actually be harmful to know things. I think a lot about this terrible movie that I saw on Netflix many, many years ago. But it touched on a pain point for me. And so I watched it. It was called, I think, Timer. Have you guys seen this movie? Is it appropriate to share? I don't remember. Because okay. it was like 10 years ago. Don't watch it. Probably but here's the premise. It. It's hilarious. Beth was different 10 years ago. Amen. So was Hallelujah. I. Praise the Lord. I watched this movie called Timer, where there was a company <laughs> that came out with... <laughs> A bracelet that you put on, and when it activates, you, like, sign up. It's very, like, Apple Watch. It's very scary. But it somehow connects to, I don't know, God. The I have no idea. Biologically, scientifically. Hmm. You put on this bracelet, and it tells – it's a timer. And the timer shows you how long until you meet your soulmate. Okay. (laughs) And so some people are like, I don't want to get this timer. What was the pain point, Beth? Because I'm like, when am I going to meet my husband? I want a timer. (laughs) But in this movie, like these, I think they're two sisters. Mm. One is all about getting the timer. And it's like, let's do this. I want to get married. She wants to get the timer. Yeah. (laughs) She gets the timer. And it's like 11,927, 654 days. It's like she's not going to meet her husband until she's in like her 60s, like her soulmate. And she like 
breaks down. I mean, is so... I would imagine. Depressed. Sure. Right? Yeah. Just like, what's it all for? Like, who cares? If I'm not even going to meet my soulmate for another four decades, like, what's the point? You know, she oh like really gosh. loses hope. Her sister is like, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. Yeah. She gets the timer and it's oh, like no. two weeks. Oh, no. She's going to meet her soulmate. Oh, okay. Gosh. Spoiler. Don't watch this movie. It's so stupid. But essentially, the sister who's lost all hope is just like, let's have a great time. Meets a great guy. It's her sister's soulmate. <gasps> I know! What a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not guys. kidding. Sorry, guys. This is a plot twist. Isn't that kind of a cool yes. movie? Anyway, I saw this many years ago. But I have thought many times <laughs> that if I had gotten the timer, I would have been the older sister. Mm. I wanted to know the timeline. I've been praying for my husband since I was 16. And if I would have put on a timer, if I would have put a demand on the Lord like that at 16, it would have broken my heart to know the plan. I did not need to know the plan at 16. And I still don't know the plan at 40, but I know him. And that's the treasure. He's the treasure. The treasure is better than the timer. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. It preaches. You know what I mean? It would have crushed me. Yeah. To know that I would have been single at 40. Crushed me. Yeah. But here I am. Free, happy, hopeful. I mean, I have my days. You know what I mean? But I didn't have this picture of myself. I would have just had the hard evidence of the timer. Mm -hmm. I'm due in like three weeks. Yeah. And I would rather have the baby like today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, last week, my husband Mike was getting our kids ready for mass. And it's just like crazy town when we're getting ready for mass. Um, and he was just like helping them get their shoes on. And they were like, is it time to go yet? I was like, no, a few more minutes. Like, it's not time to go yet. We're just getting ready. And I just like felt such comfort from the Lord. That, like, I don't know what time (laughs) it is to go, Mm -hmm. but he is, like, with me and preparing me and getting me dressed and in that, like, preparing my heart and my soul and, Mm -hmm. um, like, even having really beautiful, like, I just, as I said, I, like, got to have breakfast with a friend yesterday, like, doing these things that I wouldn't have done Mm -hmm. if I had a baby, like I would be with the baby. Um, So just like giving me these like divinely appointed appointments, (laughs) I don't know, just Mm -hmm. preparing me in his own way Mm -hmm. um, for what's to come. But I don't know when that's going to happen. But I like get today. I get like, the beauty of what he's doing in my life today. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's better that your plan is always better. Yeah. Jesus, I trust in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the? Is that how it goes? I think that was it. That was good. That your plan is better than life. What is no. the prayer? I think that was it. Yeah. Litany of trust. Yeah. Sisters of Life. Yeah. We'll be doing that on the app. Yeah, we will. In November. Mm-hmm. October. Later. October. One of the months we'll be praying that. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Love you. Thanks for hanging. Bye. See you soon.
How do I end this? Oh, oh gosh, here yeah. we go. Here we go. <laughs>